Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Whoa, whoa, wee, whoa, what a hump day in front of us it is. Adrian, hello. Happy Wagon Wednesday. Wagon Wednesday? We got wagons in here? Not in here, but on Instagram they do. Uh, wagon represents something completely. I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to ask. Good afternoon, Lindsay. Thank you. Good afternoon <laughs> to you as well, my friend, Wagon Wheel or not. Uh, this is the Playmakers. We are here until 5 p.m. Each and every weekday. Gosh, I feel calmer. Do you feel calmer? I, I, I sense good vibes. I sense a I historic slower. show on the way. I, I, I would support those vibes. I, I feel confident in our lineup today. Uh, first, we have our can opener. Don't hit an open that we don't exist, uh, at least have in existence for this portion of the program. Because i got to pre- preview the rest of the show. But Trista Crick joined us, as she does each and every Wednesday, to discuss NBA things. We had probably our best interview with her and that's saying something because she usually brings a hell of a show and you even brought a couple of slivers yourself over you there, know Adrian. what I you, mean I know it I know it we don't know each other well but I know that about you uh we're gonna talk about the Golden Knights last night losing to the Toronto Maple Leafs in a shootout but we're not here to talk about like stats and results and stuff I want to talk about glove side post integration glove side post yes, integration. that's what I would like to talk about and if you are thinking to yourself Lindsay those are words I usually don't associate with the game of hockey. It's usually pucks deep, full 60 minutes, stops and starts. Biscuits in the basket. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you, Merriam and Webster uh, over I'm, there. I'm a hockey snob now. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about goalie specifics because both netminers, that being Robin Leonard and Jack Campbell, got beat in the same manner last night. I'm going to tell you why, how, and how they're the same and completely different. It's weird how goalie works. And then we got the footies of footballs. We got to talk about X factors this weekend for the wild card games, who we think those are going to be and, and what their absence or high level usage means to their teams. We have a loopiest of loopholes segment. Pretty, Some shenanigans yeah, going they're on in absolutely. Sports. I mean, shenanigans is our middle name here on the playmakers. And then stalled for time and obviously our blast from the past. Our book ending segments are usually where we get a little bit more weird, a little fewer planning that doesn't yeah, make sense we, grammatically we, just, we but roll with the punches conceptually it does we roll with the punches we and do. we create magic we do roll with the punches and sometimes it seems like we maybe should be in some protocol or something because the language that we speak doesn't make sense but what does make sense is opening the show with a can of worms a can of corn a can of whoop ass 
can opener is where we like to really let our legs stretch out and discuss a topic that needs a little bit more room to breathe. And uh, as of late, or at least there's, there's a recent development in a name that we are uniquely familiar with here in the Las Vegas area. Not enough where he's been part of our community, although he has been a frequent visitor. Many have. Well, somewhat. In certain areas, he's a member. Yes. Evander Kane. Uh, yes, that Evander Kane. Former San Jose Shark, who has since cleared through unconditional waivers since having his contract terminated by the San Jose Sharks in the last week or so. Uh, second chances, or should we just say chances in general? Because I don't think the num- numerical well, denomination th- fits yeah, this specific. Yeah, he would be his 30th, yeah. 30th chance. Yeah, and, and for a lot of people not named Evander Kane, uh, we, we say they're quote-unquote second chances when actually this is like our fifth extension. And at some point, we have to think to ourselves, are they going to change? Should we expect them to change? Should we be mad anymore? Because ultimately, I, I think we're all kind of seeing s- some truths written on the wall uh, in, in a lot of different parts of our quote-unquote house that is our existence. Um, but it's not the only person that we're t- that we usually associate with this. I, I think it's obviously very coincidental that the Antonio Brown saga continues to unfold since he walked off the field. Uh, was that last weekend? Not this past weekend directly, but the Two weekend weeks before ago. that. It seems like, yeah. Yeah, it was about a took week the ago. pads off. Uh, the team kind of drug its feet to to cut him and, and, and to send him on his way. He's going to get surgery. Apparently he was hanging out with Kanye, Kanye in or the something. studio, some hot fire. Right. And uh, while Antonio Brown's quote-unquote antics do not bear any credence on whether or not he has the ability to have say over his own body, uh, sometimes it's to have a day like last week where I fought for him on on account for him and then he kind of just does what he does. I don't regret doing what I did or, or, or having that segment or really going to bat for him because ultimately, like I said, it's important that we all have those inalienable rights or those inherent traits and all that other stuff. But there are some of us that can also. do better. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think I'm looking and a lot of other people are looking is that is there a change in behavior? Is there a deviation from the norm outside of, Okay, the news outlets are really pissed off. So that means we got to be quiet. Here's what we got to send out. We thoughts and prayers, reflection time. Like we have all these buzzwords that we can rely on so we can check a box, let enough time pass. And you know what? All oh, that cancel culture that doesn't exist, we'll just go back out on tour. And so I think that's what's happening with the Vander Kane. That's what's happening. That's what will happen with Antonio Brown to an extent in many ways if we want to talk about like second chances or maybe locker room quote-unquote problems ben simmons cole beasley urban meyer differing degrees Kyrie, Kyrie irving absolutely trevor bauer mm-hmm. all of these people probably have been associated with the quote-unquote second chance new chapter restart fresh environment all of these things but not everybody i think is actively doing the work to earn that or I don't want to use the word deserves because I feel like that doesn't fit. But I also don't think they need to earn anything, as sad as it sounds. Yeah. Where, yeah. At the end of the day, like, where you said Evander Kane, like, when are we supposed to be mad? There's some people, and they might act mad, Mm -hmm. but if they're a fan of a team that he signs to, and the first game, he gets a goal. And the second game, he gets a goal. And in the playoffs, he does something big. Right. It doesn't matter because simply 
they just want to watch their sports and they want to see their team win. Yeah, we want to see results. Yeah, and they honestly don't. And it, I don't. I don't necessarily. That's agree what we. With that's what, what we saying. answer to ultimately. Yeah, is, and, is the the results the bottom line? And like, I don't necessarily agree with that mentality. No, I, I'm I'm a Browns fan right now. And Deshaun Watson is hanging over every team that needs a quarterback's head. Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn, that's an MVP caliber person. But then the back of my head is like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but he's going to jail most likely, my man. So why do you even don't even have him in your head? And these examples and these things are going to happen. And I think it gets it gets brought to the forefront even more because of covid because there is something now that can take away half your roster mm-hmm. where now you need to fill in your roster with players and Antonio Brown's there. Yeah. Like no matter what the shenanigans, there's not just an option. There's an enticing option. Yeah. And that's why ultimately I, I don't agree with the Oilers pursuing this option. I, but at the same time, I don't think Evander Kane deserves to be banished away from everything just based off of what nobody truly does. Like you said, they don't need to earn any. That, that's that's a very uh, valid distinction to make. But we also have to note the context in which the Oilers are existing as well because there has to be two to tango. And yeah. we're a results-driven business in, in, in all of sports. And the Oilers are a team that are losing a lot of hockey games as of late. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, there's two wins there. One, two, three. Two and five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven of the last thirteen games they've lost. So no playoff push. Well, they're still in the playoff push because they had uh, basically built up a lead in the division. So they're still within striking distance. And trust me, I'm. I think the power play is going to get back on track. But when you have that immediate urgency, when you have the fact that you cannot go beyond the first round of the playoffs or even like the play-in bubble stuff when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on your team, two of the best players in the world. That urgency level adds another rock on top of this. You have the fact that it is the Edmonton Oilers. There's a reason why you have Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, why you had Taylor Hall on your squad, why you had Niall Yukupov, who's no longer with your squad, and neither is Taylor Hall. Both of those guys were number one overall picks. All those guys that I just mentioned were number one overall picks because this team has been a dumpster fire. And for the last few years, they've been supposed to be knocking on the door, and they're not. And the GMs previously have made big-time swings, big-time moves that still are being answered for today. And so with all of those things in the back of the mind of GM guy up in Edmonton, now I kind of understand why I'm calling Evander Kane. Because at the end of the day, Evander Kane was the leading scorer on the San Jose Sharks for the past couple years. He knows how to put the biscuit in the basket. He's a power play guy. And there's not a whole lot of people calling that number right now. I mean, there's a few, but there are fewer as desperate and as enticing of a landing spot as Edmonton is as well. Because who doesn't want to play with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, Duncan Keith, and all of the yeah. great cast of characters that they do have? Trust me, they'll go get a goalie too. But this is where when you have people like Evander Kane who fall out of favor for one reason or another and Desperate teams have the option to pick them up. I am no longer surprised that that that's going to happen. He will probably be on that roster, and he will probably come back to haunt the, the Vegas Golden Knights. 
And well, let me ask you a question when it when it comes to hockey, because uh, yep. I'm very ignorant towards it. But when it comes to things like this, like and, and the fan bases and just the people around the league that support the league. Is it is there a backlash? Like, is there going to be one? Is it is it big enough? Because that that might sway an organization. Some organizations feel like we hey, like to think so. But I, I think I saw somewhere uh, on social media, it was some fraction of a percentage that they did a study that resulted in them saying, this is how much public perception affects the decision makers. And they were talking more about, you know, Washington, D.C. and like our policies and, yeah. and more and, and larger politics. But this also transfers, uh, I, I think, to the sports world as well. Um Hockey is just one of those sports that doesn't make big moves very often, but when they do, it's heaven and earth. And so this transition time during the last few years where there's so much financial uncertainty and therefore business is just being conducted in different ways, you're having teams make different considerations and different uh, decisions maybe than they would have. But ultimately, we only live in this reality. But I know for a fact (laughs) that – Logan Mayu, who was a prospect in this past year's draft, was charged with basically circulating revenge porn back in Europe where he was playing for the year. He says, I'm taking my name out of the draft. Don't pick me. I don't deserve I, I'm not worthy of this. Montreal says, you know what? We're going to draft you anyways in the first round. We're going to draft you anyways, and we're, we're going to take care of you. We're going to put you with the right people. We're going to make sure that you – understand the actions, the consequences of them. You're going to do all the reflection, the all ego, that stuff. The Ex- ego of the organization exactly. to be like, it'll exactly. be okay under our roof. And Logan Mayu doesn't deserve to have his whole life ruined because of this. But I guarantee you that woman's whose uh, picture he was circulating at some degree has been. Just like Al, a at Google some degree, away. a Google search away from Evander Kane's family is dealing with the, with the consequences of all. We all have a wake for those of you that, don't understand that term that's the waves that follow the boat when you're going around the the water but some of us are are more cognizant of it than others some of us try to help it more than others and some of us don't make excuses for it and so ultimately that's what I want to see from Evander Kane from whoever that if you are given your quote-unquote second third fourth fifth chance at some point will you show some change but ultimately they're, they're just one individual human being. They can do with their life whatever they want. It's just I think we look for people, especially in the world of sports, as heroes. And when they behave contrary to that fact, God forbid they're human beings, it, it just seems so uh, off to us. And so and, and they're not held to the same standards as we are. And they make a lot of money. And yeah. so they get a lot of privileges that we don't get. And they get held to a different level, level of scrutiny that we don't get either. It's just – I don't know. Being human is just very hard to keep scoring. Maybe that's our problem. We shouldn't be keeping score at all because I don't think you can be moral and care about results only. I, 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 I think, I think I, that, those probably exist mutually exclusive from one another, right? It, it, it's very difficult, and it's such a unique time with, like, but you it's, look It at, is, and it's not. It's just everything's very loud. Yeah, no, it's loud. And, like, look at the Kyrie Irving situation where mm-hmm. we see in, in real time without these within these months – where the Nets were very strong on Kyrie. If you are not going to get mm-hmm. vaccinated, 
You aren't going to play. We don't want you in the facility. Even if you're allowed to play road games, yep. we're not allowing you're that. You're not on this boat with us. And then James Harden gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And then KD has to miss a couple games. Thanks, and then James. seven people mm-hmm. have to end up on the COVID list for the Nets. And they don't have it. And they allowed him to do the uh, the away games. And I think he played with the Pacers. It was his first game of the season yeah. last week. And then we find out today Kyrie Irving might be available for home games because the small fine that the Nets are going to have to pay Check this out. For the first offense, the first time they have him play a home game is just a warning. The second time is $1,000. Third time, $2,000. Fourth time, $5,000. Every other game is a $5,000 fine. Sure, that might add up, <laughs> but to win an NBA championship. I mean, living in Brooklyn, that's just yeah, normal type yeah, of bodega rent. prices, right? Yeah, and in real time, it's crazy because Steve Nash and the entire Brooklyn Nets organization was very, very strong in no. We are not well, allowed to Well, they got to say the company line, too, because they're wearing the same logos on their polos. Yeah. Yep. And then now that the season's unfolded and mm-hmm. things aren't, you know, they thought KD and James Harden would be enough. And, yep. you know, real life happens. And now Kyrie Irving going to come back and basically, I mean, whether Everything you agree with him or before, not. Everything we said before, just let it go by the way. Yeah. Yep. And, and he stuck to his guns right or wrong. And I don't agree with what Kyrie did or his stance on it. But if he gets to play these home games... And especially if the team pays those fines for him and he doesn't even have to do it himself, Mm. he came out victorious. I think we call that radical acceptance in the uh, self-reflective healing circles. I think something like that. That's not true. That is absolutely (laughs) not true. Do not sell yourself short. I do not have any special answers for you. I just try to make them sound better with fancy words because ultimately nobody really has them. Humanity is just one big cluster of confusion and, uh, We have nothing for you except for a whole slate of a sports show. On the other side of the break, we are going to talk to Trista Crick on some deep NBA nuggets. The bet, 1140. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. 
On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Trista, how are you? <laughs> I oh, thought you... I'm phenomenal. I didn't know if there was a delay there for a reason. If I was supposed to jump in, it was one of those stare-off. I, I, pardon me. Well, let me, as, as we kick this off awkwardly, uh, I'm Adrian <laughs> Hernandez, Trista. How are you? Pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance, Adrian. And as we start this relationship and friendship, I did this yesterday with Joe O, and I'm going to do it again to you. I just want to judge your character and how you are as a person with a simple question. Uh, when you go to Chick-fil-A right. and you get some nuggets or a sandwich um, and you have to choose between Chick-fil-A sauce or Polynesian sauce, Trista, what are you going with? I just go Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't even think I've had Polynesian sauce before. You've never had it? Whoa. No, I, I don't think I've ever had it. I didn't even know that was, that was a thing. All right, well, listen, I'm going to... I'm going to cheat. I'm going to change your life. I'm going to change your life. But, uh, Lindsay, should we get on to the uh, the sports? I mean, we probably should move on to the sports, although that was a hard-hitting journalistic question that you did bring to our, our show today. Welcome back, Tristan. We always love talking about the NBA with you each and every Wednesday. And I want to lead off with a, with a little bit of a create, creative question here. What's the mo- most profitable skill in today's NBA? Leverage management or fluidity in motion? Is it about more getting set or the follow through in terms of finding success today? Mm, that's a great question. Thank you. I think it's about angles and leverage. Uh, yeah, of course, form's important, but yeah, I, I think it's about being able to create space, be able to get angles, and you know, obviously, a lot of these guys have good good form, good follow through. Even guys who don't end up getting their shot off, and it ends up going in. But like, if you end up getting like a hand in your face, like that extra little step, that extra little bit of second, uh, I like that a lot more in terms of like I think that's a more valuable skill. But I think actually though, like in terms of being a facilitator, being a floor general, and having the IQ to get people involved, I think that's the most important skill right now. Because if you if you ask me, I think this is happening more and more, right? I think the value is becoming more apparent. Ricky Rubio, Rajon Rondo to a degree, even though he's been really aggressive lately in a way that's been annoying. And then Chris Paul, those guys, Kyle Lowry, those guys I think are one of the most valuable players some of the most valuable players in the NBA because there's so little of them. Everybody else in the league right now, I think, is just a, a two guard and a one body. They just want to go, even Steph Curry. Like, Steph can pass. You've got guys who have court vision who can pass. But what they look to do first is score. And I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that we as media members glorify scoring more than we do, like, facilitating, mm. setting guys up and getting everyone involved. And so – egos get involved and like even guys like Damian Lillard have changed their game to become score first guards and guys like Kyle Lowry guys like Chris Paul guys even like of course Ricky Rubio we're seeing his value where guys are trying to like even on an ACL injury trying to trade for him right now those guys I think we need to find more point guards and and teach that skill again because it's so important for the success of a team 
I think what you're speaking to is probably like that just the concept of malleability. And I, I actually have another question a, about that in a, in a larger context, because you're right. There are certain players that are, are in different leverage points. I was looking at it in terms of how do you create your shot, but sometimes you're in that coaching vantage point. How do I create leverage in this matchup at, at this point in time with this specific rotation? And so which teams and coaches would you categorize as that malleable strategist? Meaning I'm not married to my system, rather committed to my team's ability to respond because some people are, are, are a little bit more fond of their egos than others. We know. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the teams that you see doing really well, you know, who's actually very good at that, but have just been coming down with injuries is the LA Clippers and Ty Lue. We saw exactly what Ty Lue can do on the floor. He moved Nick Batum to the five and played small ball five with Nick Batum when things weren't working against the Dallas Mavericks. Like, he has a very flexible style of running an offense, running a defense. I think he's really, really good. You're seeing, you know, Steve Kerr, he has a design system, but he has that – he was like the inventor of the death lineup and being malleable and flexible depending on, like, what rosters he was going against. Uh, and you can see, like, that's why he has a variety of different bigs on his team. Kavon Looney's a small ball big, but still like bigger than Draymond Green, but he can play Draymond Green at the five. But then they decided, okay, we're going to just invest in Wiseman in case we need a guy who's got that level of length and we're going to invest in him as a project and put him out on the outside perimeter and see if he can bang and be an outside threat as well. So I think he's been one of the best. Obviously Miami is very good at that. They change their uh, their strategy from lineup from matchup to matchup, and their lineup accordingly, and they rotate uh, guys in and out of the lineup effectively that way. Who else would be good? That's a really good question, but those are the ones off the top of my head. Do you guys have any others that you can think of? I mean, at Miami, I think you just kind of have to do it out of necessity because they've experienced so many injuries in the last couple seasons, a lot of guys in and out of COVID, and it's the biggest names. Yep. And so sometimes, I think I talked about it earlier this week, the, the concept of lack will produce some great products for you if given time to, uh, to develop. And you mentioned Draymond Green and that space and time that they gave him and that he gave himself by going for the full boat uh, during his collegiate career, which is very rare these days, but he has been in the league for, for quite some time now. But last week we heard from him about some power dynamics between players and refs, and he's very familiar with it because he knows the technical foul better than most. And sometimes I think players probably get those thrown their way for for dumber reasons than most. And so do you think a greater transparency in those communications between the refs and the players would serve the game and the people that employs, or do you think it would cause more harm than good? Because I'm very, very much on that wagon with instant replay in a lot of cases. In terms of showing players what they're seeing and why they're calling what they're calling. More of just like the monitoring of those those conversations between the two, because it seemed like Draymond was basically saying, well, you guys can disrespect me, but if I deviate away, if I turn away, if I talk too much, whatever, I'm always painted the, the one villain. And so I, I'm just wondering yeah. if there needs to be more of a watchdog thing here or if that's just an overreaction and Draymond looking to stir some things up because that's what he does. Yeah, I think in general more transparency is better. But Draymond has, in his career, been painted a certain way, and he doesn't do a great job of, of, of like, quelling or, like, squelching that type of, of narrative around him. Like, I don't know if you guys know this or remember this, but do you remember when Draymond Green uh, talked to a reporter? The reporter asked him about 
his conversation with Drake after game one of the finals, and he and he lit her up. Oh, he was like, yeah. do you have a question about basketball? Yeah, that's right. My goodness, the news It cycle. ended up being, like, all over uh, first take, and it was, like, long pause of silence, and he didn't want to answer because he was kind of in the heat of the moment. That was me that he was talking to. Really? So, <laughs> yeah, that was me. And uh, Congratulations. And then I <laughs> congratulations I went viral for one of the worst things ever and he was like that really wasn't a scuffle because he didn't touch me and I didn't touch him and the fact that you called it that is sort of disrespectful etc cetera, etc cetera. I, I think like scuffle is when you touch each other and then he and I had a conversation about it afterwards and I said listen I'm like really not trying to stir anything up I just it was trending on Twitter and everybody was wanting to know what was going on there and I just wanted your comment on it and, it was, and he was awesome Draymond off the court when he's not in a heated, contested battle. Really, really nice guy. Every time I saw him after that, he was like, are you good? Do you need anything from me? Like, Draymond's a great dude. One of the smartest basketball players probably in the league. And the way that he thinks about defense, he had a quote, I think, with Sports Illustrated the other day about, like, how he's the middle linebacker. Everybody else, like, I think there's four or five guys on the Golden State Warriors with a lower defensive rating than him. He's making steps one of the best defenders in the league from a defensive rating standpoint when we know that Steph's like not that that kind of a player. And it's because Draymond's communicating with the rest of the team in a way to get them all in their spots like a middle linebacker will. So I think we do need transparency. Draymond's reputation, you know, precedes him. He does a lot to bring that on himself, but I think it's just in the heat of the moment he's just so passionate about it. Yeah, he's just such a singular person. I've been a fan of his for for many years, and that's why I don't get mad at him when when he does go after people, after reps, or even sometimes when he gets a little bit outside the lines when he's playing because ultimately he has a weapon, and that's in psychological warfare. And he knows how to punish the opponents, but more importantly, he knows how to get the best out of his teammates. And I just don't think they reach the heights without him on this team. Any championship, whether included Kevin Durant, or not, but psychological warfare ha- knows no battlefield it doesn't like. Who wields that tactic most effectively other than Draymond Green? Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly is amazing at that. He's really good at getting in players' heads. It's one of his favorite things to do. And, like, can you blame them? Because without that tactic, without the full-court press, without his antics, Without the psychological warfare, he might not even be an NBA player. Exactly. So it's what he needed to provide some level of a, of a livelihood for himself. And you saw how he was in the series with the Phoenix Suns against Devin Booker. Like, he was in the mix to the point where Devin was seriously altered outside of, obviously, him breaking his nose. But, like, you get in guys' heads and then they just start missing shots because you're in there. And so, yeah, I, I think there's – that's the player that comes off the top of my head for sure. Who's most rattleable in your mind? Carl Anthony Towns has to be up there in, in my mind. Oh, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is really bad. Like, to me, that's why, you know, that's how you consider a guy soft is they're yep. easily rattled. You know, like that to me makes someone soft where you're able to get in their head and score them in there and then they have a terrible night. He's for sure. You know who was really easily rattleable back in the day was LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge was, he was an all-star, right? He was supposed to be the cornerstone of the Portland Trailblazers franchise. And yet he was needing to be coddled at every moment. He never wanted to be seen as the leader. Guys could get into his head significantly on the floor. 
And that's why, you know, that was one of the reasons that it didn't end up working out is because he was just, his ego was so fragile with Dame coming in and becoming the mm. star. Him, for sure. Man, who else? There's a lot out there. Off the top of your head? I don't have any right away, but because I Carl's just the instantaneous thing I go to, and I, it's specifically the feud between him and Joel Embiid. Adrian, do you have somebody in mind? Well, you brought him up earlier, but last night, what was up with Devin Booker and the Toronto Raptors mascot? That was ridiculous. That was wild. <laughs> I need to. So that was wild. Like Devin Booker is awesome. He's a great guy, but he had an incident a couple summers ago in the off season where he was mad he was getting double teamed in an open gym. And then now in an empty arena, he gets mad at the mascot while he's taking free throws. Granted, it was 93-92. There was six seconds left. The Suns were trying to close out the game. I thought it was a bit ridiculous. Uh, Trista, are you on my side? Or, you know, does Devin have something to stand on? Was he correct? I think that was a a little whack, given the fact that, like, you usually have fans in the stands who are heckling you. Maybe it's worse to have just one person that you can hear screaming at you instead of, like, a collection The one thing that I will say is even though Devin has been, I guess, like has complained, he's not rattleable to the point where his game is altered, right? Like that's true. Still knocking down both those free throws. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just gets super annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just gets super annoyed, right? And so, but he he still has been a killer in huge moments. Um, Like you saw how he did in the bubble and you saw how he was in multiple instances through the course of the playoff run last year, like with guys trying to get under his skin. He had huge games with people trying to get there. So, yeah, I don't think he's like rattleable to the point where you could say that he's soft because he's one of the toughest guys in the league. No, no, absolutely. I wasn't trying to call him soft, but very, very annoying. And it's been like an emotional week in the NBA. Not only Devin, uh, I want to get your take on LeBron. Uh, when they got destroyed by the Grizzlies. Uh, LeBron is a braggadocious person, as he should, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Um, What's your take on him being upset that the Grizzlies were talking smack? I mean, they're the hottest team in the league. Let them have a moment, right? LeBron LeBron is, like, so funny. I don't know also if you saw that he tried to tell his teammates that um, he compared them to the 2020 Buccaneers. Oh, Wait, what's this? What happened? Yeah, no, he, uh, so LeBron tried to tell his teammates that this Laker team is very similar to the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Slow start, going to pull it all together at the end when it truly matters, yep. huh? Yep. Yep. Mm. Hey, it's, it's taking us a while to get things together, but we've got the Tom Brady, we've got some pieces. It's like, who's your Chris Godwin? That happened year one in Miami, too, and they lost to Dallas. Did he forget that part of his own story? It's so crazy. So, no. LeBron's one of the the wildest characters because he does and says so many things that counter how good he is on the court. It almost hurts his reputation, how sensitive he can be about certain things because, of course, they're going to talk trash. They literally, like Andre Iguodala just two years ago wouldn't even set foot in Memphis because he called them so trash. And now they're the hottest team in basketball. They're number four in the West. They're creeping up slowly up the standings. I would not be shocked if they were a two or a three seed. Like, they are beating real contenders. Who cares? They're unapologetic about their swagger. They're young. They're organic. They've done it the right right way. And you know what? They haven't overpaid for stars. And they don't have a marquee guy outside of John, John Rant. They don't have, like, a LeBron James who's, you know, gotten titles. Like, they haven't been there before. Like, 
I love them talking trash. Memphis is one of my favorite teams in the league by far. Look what happens when you take the glasses off and walk down the stairs and in and, and your very nice outfit. It's like you're a whole new person, but mediocrity and underperformance is something that you and I are not familiar with, Trista, but every team has someone on their roster right now that if they just did X to their game, uh, they would take off and take the team to a whole nother level. Who fits this hypothetical in your mind at this juncture and who has the biggest escalator potential in the second half of the season? So I would say if, man, this is such a great question. If John Morant learns to shoot free throws, if John Morant became a 90% free throw shooter, he would be one of the best. I think he already is. But it's over. I think that's the one thing. Yeah, I think that it's over. It's over for everyone at that point. Like John Morant would have no flaws. If Zach Levine learned how to pass, and defend, he would be really, really good. I think you've got guys like pretty much every single point guard in the league, if they learn to defend and be like a floor general, that would take them to the next step. If Carl Anthony Towns learned to play defense, he would be pretty unstoppable as well. Yeah, I think uh, and if Luca learned how to take care of his body, as we've talked about before, you know, he would be incredible. And, and if he played defense, he would be – I think everybody has like a hole, but – are they dedicated enough to actually take the steps um, to add that to their game? It's yeah, that's that's so hard, so and, so hard. And uh, for your last question, I just want to throw out this scenario as we're a month away from the trade deadline. Maybe With that's ben- a good question. Yeah, thank you. We try. It's mainly Lindsay, but here we go. So a month away from the trade deadline, when it comes to Ben Simmons, I'm going to give you these teams: Blazers, Wolves, Kings, Pacers, Hawks, or the Field. Who is going to get Ben Simmons? No one. Oh. There it is. That's a I winning mean, like, answer, I think, for all of us. Stay on Philly and let that thing just sink to the bottom of the ocean. For 100%. I I hate so I tweeted, this, I tweeted this 10 minutes before I got on the call with you, but I spoke with Jake Fisher about this from Bleach Report. And he has spoken and is close with uh, the Daryl Morey camp. And Dar- he told me that Daryl Morey not only is aligned with ownership, that they will not move off their trade request and what their, the value that they're going to change. They, they're not going to lower the asking price, right? So not only is ownership given Daryl Morey uh, the full boat, right, like all the power, all the money, like the Phil Jackson sort of like rope, but Joel Embiid is also 100% on board with if you don't get your asking price, don't trade them at all. We're okay not having a player to come back for Ben. We'll let him rock. We'll let him rot until trade deadline next year. They said he said to me, "There's just no chance that they change that, and if they can't get that deal, they'll wait until they do." Trista, that was amazing. That, I'm going to get your Instagram. Isn't that incredible. Yes, no, it is, and I'm going to get your Instagram next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you got to earn it over there at least two weeks in a row before we start giving out your handle. Exactly. Yeah. I got to give her some Polynesian sauce, but that was Trista <laughs> Crick. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista Crick's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. Also, be sure to check out Trista's NBA podcast, Heat Check, also available wherever you find your podcasts. And on the other side of the break, those damn post integrations, the goalie details. We'll get into them. Oh, 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 oh. 
you found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Do you want to cash in during the pro football playoffs? And yes. do I have an opportunity for you, Adrian, and everyone else willing to listen to this program? Try out giving props. A free-to-play contest on betql.com. Every round of the playoffs will post 10 props. All you got to do is simply create an account and make your picks for a chance to win $2,000. Weekly winnings, we're giving away $2,000. Plus, just by signing up, you're entered to win a random grand prize drawing for $10,000. That's almost like a quarter of my student loans right there, Adrian. <laughs> Get started today at BetQL.com slash props. That's BetQL.com slash props. And, I mean, I'm looking at some of these props for the wild card round here, Adrian. That Joe Mixon over under 91 and a half rushing yards. Based off of what my research, if Joe Mixon's running the ball, that usually means Joe Burrow's not doing things. And I think that's better for the Raiders. And 100%. So I would, my heart would say, take the over for the bit. But maybe that's not what he's been running at. Maybe they've been deviating more towards the quarterback position. Or maybe you want to bet the on Tom Dak Brady? Prescott. Too. Oh, Tom Brady. You like Tom Brady better than Dak Prescott. Okay, Tom Brady over under 294 and a half passing yards. Do you think Tom Brady is going to get – 300 passing yards in a home playoff game against the, the Eagles. No, no, I'm going to do the under. You're going to take going, the under? Yes, because it's going to be storming in Tampa. That's so, true, but Tom lost the Super Bowl to those Eagles, so you know that the chip on vengeance? the shoulder. They're always, always, when you have people that are wronged, they needed to be righted. That is a fact. And we need to write the ship on a detail or two on the netminders that were playing in the nets last night. Robin Letter, Jack Campbell. Uh, result doesn't matter as much. Toronto wins in a shootout, three to two. William Nylander opened up scoring and then ended up scoring the game winner in that shootout. But both goalies gave up a goal on their glove side post, and we've talked uh, a few times in the last couple weeks about Robin Leonard and him wedging his angle on that glove side post, aka his left foot, because he's gotten beat there a few times as of late, and it's just one of those areas we all have our weak points as netminders where. Maybe we don't just react as quickly to that side as we do the other, or maybe we, we just struggle pushing to that side. We all have our best and our betters. Uh, and Jack Campbell, who is a completely different goaltender, stylistically, personality-wise, could super not be. Super unorthodox. Exactly. Super unorthodox. Uh, gives up similar goal, similar manner, but for differing reasons. So just to like illuminate some of those details for everyone, because – I watched the game a little bit different because I've spent way too much time in those creases and and being uh, coached up on getting those hips all the way to the post because there are holes on the post if you don't get the hips over. And based off of what you put in between you and that post, be that your skate, be that your hands, be that the angle in which you approach, like all of these things can result in more open net on the, on the side closest to the puck. And anytime you're giving up those goals, it's a really bad time. So, like, that Austin Matthews goal and, uh, and uh, the, the Colasar goal as well. Both pucks originate from below the goal line and make their way out front. Bang, bang, play. Ends up behind. Now, Robin Leonard, who is very wide, very long, takes very flat angles as he moves throughout his crease, usually doesn't slide directly to his post. And while it was a little bit more of a bang-bang play for his example, just his limitations in terms of hip mobility 
that's what's causing a lot of these issues, at least when we're talking about sealing up that post, getting all the way over. Now, this is different than him gapping out on a rush and reading the shot and getting beat high glove side because that's just a different skill set. That's a different read. That's different everything. I'm talking about shot or pass, and I'm sliding directly to the post and making sure I'm not giving up any net right there. Uh, and so without that hip mobility, AK, he can't spin around very much. He's those, uh, the, the pinball flipper goalie, basically. Um, he's not going to be able to get over there. So that vulnerability is going to be there, especially if the, the shot is put off net like it was. And that rebound bounces right in front. Cause he's just, he's not going to push to the area of the net where he's going to get the coverage. And he's just not quick enough. Well, he's quick enough. He's just not developed to shut down that hole in that manner. Like, you have to do it in certain ways based mm-hmm. off of where the puck is approaching, where people are, all of these things. That's why he wants to keep the pucks in front of him, keep it read heavy, and wants to deal with more rebounds because he's better equipped to deal with those rather than a bang-bang play so quickly because I, I, I'm i not flexible enough to make up for the fact that I am fast enough. Campbell, however, is so, so flexible in his hips. He's so fluid. You can just tell by the way that he was collecting pucks behind the net and then just going back in it on the dump en- dump ends, that he it's almost like a detransitioning in their own zone. He's flipping them out, and he's using his skates. But last night, when that puck went back to his left side, if you notice, he folds into himself. His hips go in as he goes down into the butterfly. So yesterday when I was saying aim for the hips, target that area, because that's where everything starts and stops for him, that's where the biggest holes were. And he's also the type of goalie that puts his arm in between the post and his hip rather than wrapping it around the outside or in front of the post. And so there's these little details that add up to pucks in the net and ultimately the biggest difference last night, although it really was about William Nylander and just making one move and his ability to not lose any speed making said move. Very dangerous team, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think the Golden Knights played them quite well considering how hobbled they were uh, in terms of their lineup availability. On the other side of the break, a blast from the past. We're back. <laughs> Not even a liner to be found because that's how little time we do have. We've been running all the way through the sports in this first hour. Don't we have a whole nother hour on the other side of this last break. But on this day in history, the first female senator was elected, Adrian, ever in the year 1932 is Hattie W. Caraway from Arkansas. Female power. Yeah, straight up. That's what we do. You know what we else? get things done. You know what else happened on this day? What? We have breaking news. We do? Before we get out of break, are you ready for this, Lindsay? Absolutely. Uh, all breaking news is brought to you by BetQLNetwork.com. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm upset we have a sponsor for this. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, God. And Megan Fox. Yes. Are engaged. The ring is heinous. <laughs> it just happened less than 30 minutes ago. And check this out. Yeah. The music star, my guy, Machine Gun Kelly, Cleveland's very own... He proposed to Megan under the same abandoned tree they met in July 2020. The same abandoned tree. No, Banyan. Banyan. Oh, Banyan tree. I And as producer, producer, I feel like I failed. Hold on, excuse me. MGK, congratulations. I mean, he is marrying Megan Fox. I mean, it's, I would clap. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, come on. I just watched the original Transformers with my son a couple days ago. Oh, did you? Educational uh, walk through the park with him? I'm kind of a great father. How those jeans stayed white the whole time, I'm unsure. But I am sure that we have a whole hour of sports on the other side. Baby. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.